What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm a slightly sick Will. That is a more uh, sick casino. <laughs> on cue. As you, yeah. As you can tell by just <laughs> how pasty white and sickly he looks. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's that. I was looking at a video of you last last episode so that doesn't change <laughs> but, but it still wasn't feeling good last episode either i got oh, something okay. different this time yeah you're you have a very nice tan when you're not sick but when you are oh, yeah. sick you I just appreciate it all, all the color <laughs> but uh... casino it's been a week since we did our last podcast yeah. we've switched to the one a week format besides being sick how you been how's life as, doing uh, okay, doing yeah. okay. Um, it's not just me, my sick, and my entire family sick, and not just like me, the wife, the kid, my brother, my sister in law, my parents, everybody I know is sick. Everybody, everybody. So yeah, uh, we're doing good. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing good. We're we're, we're doing good. Uh, so for yeah. I, we were just talking about it before we started the episode. Um, the main reason is Vegas has had some crazy wind the last month and a half. Dude, and rain, snow, like everything. Sleet, ho ho ho, but um, not yeah. just not just because like people are actually getting sick with shit, but a lot of people who have allergies, me included, which I'm sure a lot of this has to do with that. Um, not just being sick, I think it's heightened because of that. But I'm literally like taking my finger and going across, Whoa. like yeah, I know, woo, uh, <laughs> and like going across just like my table outside, and I'm. It is it is disgusting. It looks like we're living in the Sahara Desert yeah. right now with how much sand and dirt is piling on. <clears throat> I, so I that's went, just in my lungs. <laughs> I took my uh, <sighs> I took my son to school the other day, and within like he li- he goes to school on the other side of town because <sighs> he goes to school where his mom's is sanctioned for him to go to school. Don't let blah, him blah, blah, don't blah. let him fool you. His his kid goes to <laughs> private school. He used to go to charter school. Now he just goes to regular old school. Uh, But uh, 30 minute drive in that 30 minutes, it went from no rain to insanely heavy rain where I had my windshield wipers like as fast as they could go. Then that turned to snow and that snow was at first not thick enough to stick on the car. And then all of a sudden it was just like completely covering the windshield and then I dropped him off at school, and on the ride back, it was completely sunny, and there was nothing. That was all in the span of like thirty minutes. Have you seen and the movie? Was... Yeah, have you? I mean, the day after tomorrow, yeah. that was happening in Vegas. Well, and then the when I dropped my son half. off, he was attacked by wolves. <laughs> so that's, that's was he trying to receive penicillin? Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Yeah, but then Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal saved him, and it was good, and now he's fine. <laughs> He finished the day, uh, but casino. Speaking of kids in school, you know what comes after kids in school in sports? The NBA? NFL Combine. Oh, uh, I thought we were talking like <laughs> people who act like children. Got it. Sorry, we'll get to that. I mean, that could be most athletes, but uh, the Combine. And we'll yeah. talk about we'll talk about one <clears throat> athlete in particular when it comes to that, but. My main question to you, Casino, is do you give a single fuck about anything that happens at the NFL Combine? 
Um, I, 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 I don't because look at one of the greatest players of all time, Tom Brady. He was one of the worst combine people out there. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it is what it is. Um, the combine's fun. You know, it's, it's a skills competition. Now, again, we've talked about that. People like watching skills. Um, but, uh, there's been a switch. Like nobody really cares about the combine. Like those who used to care about the combine don't anymore. They're all caring about pro days. Ooh, sorry. Yeah. About pro days. But I mean, but the combine, what that does is it's really good because it puts everybody in the same spots, it's like a neutral site kind of feel where everybody is on the same, same field, same level, yada, 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 doing their thing, you know, testing out their abilities. The pro day though, um, great example. Look at Zach Wilson. He had his pro day and that turned out great, right? No, like it, the pro day is, and, and the combine are, in my opinion, almost worthless. You have the film on them. Yeah. You know what they can do. What's the point? What's the point outside of people just wanting to watch cool skills competition? I mean, for honestly, I like the vertical one where like they just jump straight up and see how many little yeah. things that they can do. I think that one's dope as shit um also being able to see uh that de um the defensive end what's what was his name um oh, started, that, combine, but he, that just yeah that just happened a couple of days ago the yeah, guy yeah. who was like an insane forget what his, freak athlete or yeah whatever. i forget what his his name was but yeah a, a defensive defensive end he was like two in 280 pounds and he crushed it with like a four three or something like that i don't know it was something re- absolutely ridiculous for a defensive end um, uh to run. Oh no! Wait, no. Is it? I thought Smith? I had his name, but I did not. I think. Uh oh. Anyway, yeah. Nolan Georgia's Ed Rusher, Nolan Smith, ran a four point three nine forty. So, yeah. so I got all the stats right, and I got his last name right. I couldn't remember his first name. <laughs> Nolan from Georgia, which is absolutely insane. So like seeing stuff like that is pretty neat, but eh, the combine. Yeah, I'm over this. I'm over it. Now, the th- the the only news really coming out of the combine are like the one you just mentioned and then when it comes to the quarterbacks, there's apparently buzz surrounding Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from uh Florida who people are now all of a sudden saying he was going to go in the second or he was a projected second or third round pick. Now he's projected uh this year's draft is projected to have quarterbacks go almost all four within the top five picks. That's how much teams are desperate for quarterbacks, obviously. So the four quarterbacks would be Anthony Richard, Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stroud, and then Will Levis. So I don't like, again, I don't know. You see them in college so much. And then you, if you watch college football, obviously, which we do. And then you see them at the NFL combine and it's like, yeah, Bryce Young. This is the thing I hate about scouting shit like this, where it's like, oh, like at the scouting combine, it's like, oh, well, Bryce Young is a really tiny quarterback. He's obviously really good, but He's really tiny, and then people try to do that thing where it's like, yeah, he's tiny, but he's going to blow away scouts with how smart he is. And then it's just like, okay, like, what does that mean? You can be the smartest player in the world. That's not going to help you when a 400-pound lineman lands on you. Like, I don't get what – would you, based on what we've seen the past couple years with quarterbacks like a Kyler Murray, like a – 
Oh, who was the other one I was just thinking of? I mean, kind of even like a Jalen Hurts or a Lamar Jackson, even guys who are way bigger than him, but they are running like not mobile first quarterbacks, but mobile quarterbacks at his size. Would you trust taking someone like a Bryce Young, who is literally a guy smaller than both of us? And we're not giants, but if I'm going to get wrecked by a defensive lineman or a fucking linebacker, I'm out casino. Like we saw it with Tua. We saw it with, um, what name did I just say? I'm blanking, but you get what my question is. Would you trust if you had the number one pick, if you ran the Texans, would you take Bryce Young or would you be like, he's tiny. He's a tiny man. So my toaster was working at that time. Um, so you asked me if I was if I would take Bryce Young. Is that what you said? Yes, because he's a tiny, tiny man. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing: if you're desperate for a quarterback, you take what you take what's available. If you have the pick, you take him. You, you do it. Um, if, if you're desperate at that position, um, th- there's we've re- we've reached the point. This is why there's so many quarterbacks out there or so many teams looking for a quarterback out there, we've reached that point that the last wave, like good wave of quarterbacks, what, four years ago or so, that came into the league, they're not producing. Or they're ready to get traded and move somewhere else, and their people are ready to get off them. Their rookie deals are all almost up. So now what do we do? So they're trying to figure out what they need to do. And, hey, if you have the pick, go for it. Um, <coughs> so, like, Sorry, but that that's where I'm at. I mean, if I was the Bears or whatnot, I would take Young. You would take Young over Fields? No, but I mean, if you want to have a safety net, take Young. Well, it would be, what, the Bears have the first pick, the Texans have the second pick, right? So it's projected the, and, that... And the, the Texans need the, the quarterback, so... I think if there's going to be any trade-up, it's only going to be with the Texans. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the in this class, there will definitely be teams that talk themselves into like, we got to get that number one pick. And but this feels like that Baker Mayfield year. Remember when Baker Mayfield came out? It was like uh that year it was what him and uh uh the Panthers guy, he was on the Sam Darnold. Darnold. It was Mayfield and Darnold, and everybody was like, "Darnold is can't miss. Like he's giant. He's got a big arm. Like he's gonna go with the number one pick." And then the Browns traded up for the first round pick, or I can't remember if they already had it. And everybody was like, "Oh, they need a quarterback. They're taking Darnold all day, all day." And then they took Mayfield, and everybody was like, "The fuck are you doing?" And then so yeah. far, Mayfield has had a better career than Darnold. So this might be one of those things where everybody is just like, oh, it's clearly Bryce Young. It's clearly Bryce Young. He had the best college career out of any of these four guys. He's see, I, the uh, smartest apparently, but then you see, could I, see I, somebody I, like a Stroud or a Levis or this Anthony Richards kid who just came out of fucking nowhere, I feel like, but well, everybody's exactly. saying I, he I, might I, be the best one. You're talking about just out of nowhere that's a perfect segue to what i wanted to say is you you can look into the combine you can look into the pro days and and all the college whatnot and 
it's always still a gamble. You never know going from college to the NFL in any sport, you're going from college or an amateur league going into the professional league. You never know how they're go- people are going to do. They may look great, but they can never, some can't take it to the next gear. You see it all the time. Or you see, again, I, I, I know the Patriots more than anything, but like Julian Edelman for, for crying out loud, you know, he, he played at Kent state. He was a big, you know, well-known guy, this and that. And yet they turned him into a Super Bowl MVP at the end of his career. Like, so I don't put a lot of weight on any of the combine or the pro days. And, you know, you have your picks, you you take them, but you don't, the teams that, the teams that make their picks and expect them to be the franchise, like, savior, Go fuck yourself. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that's a very rare thing when that's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes, he sat for a year, right? Yeah. He didn't start right away. He had he came in, and, and yes, look look what happened. Brady, he didn't start. Look what happened. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. It, it doesn't matter. Just do your best in your picks. Hope they work out. If they don't work out, guess what? They're picks. That's why when people yeah. trade picks all the time, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like as long as you're not like, and as long as you're not trading like four first rounders in the next three years for a fourth round pick, you know, then that's dumb. But if you're moving stuff around and it helps you get a better player that is already promised or already done well in the NFL, you know, on a trade, do it. Why not? Because you never know if those prospects are going to work out, but you do know that what you're getting, you do know what you're going to get. Um, well, I and mean, we'll get in. We'll get into some of that. Um, at least on my side, I'm talking NHL for a little bit um, today, mostly about some trades. But it's it's a good point. I don't give a shit about the trades, like well, or, or, also, or, or draft picks. And what you're trade. saying, like Sorry. that method, is basically what won the Rams their Super Bowl, right? They were like, we right. don't give a fuck about any of these picks. 100%. We're trading them all away for already established players, and now. I mean, they're fucked. They were fucked this year. It looks like they're going to be fucked next year because they can't yeah. afford any of those guys. All those guys want to leave, but That's it fun. got you a Super Bowl. It got you a Super Bowl. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Well done. But it is ironic that when we talk about the combine or whatever, like you said, people talk themselves into all these crazy quarterbacks and all this kind of stuff. And then the two <laughs> guys that were in the Super Bowl were Hertz, who was a second round pick that people were shocked he got drafted that high. And then the other one was Patrick Mahomes, who went like middle of the first round. And people were just like, this guy has bust written all over him. Like, so it's crazy how yeah. all these scouts like are paid this much money and know this and know this. And then you look at shit they said five years ago about people who are like, Oh, can't miss prospects and blah, blah, blah. And then it's people who I mean, it's, never it's played just it like down us in when, the NFL. When we say Super Bowl this year, <laughs> that is a great transition casino uh, because we did the AFC last week. Well, I got the <laughs> NFC today and <clears throat> it is much less interesting than Let's do it. Uh, the, our AFC hot takes. Cause we kind of nailed it. We kind of nailed it on the NFC. These are the teams we said would be in the NFC playoffs. Uh, Rams. So obviously that one we got fucked over. Except we did say the only way the Rams would miss the playoffs is if Stafford's injury was more serious than we thought it was. 
So we kind of fucking nailed that one. But these are the teams we said would be in the playoffs. 49ers, Vikings, Bucks, Cowboys, Eagles. And then our two picks we missed were Packers, who they would have been in if they would have won that one game, and then Rams. So we kind of fucking nailed NFC. But again, I feel like we the beginning of the season, yeah, <clears throat> NFC was way easier to pick than AFC. But before we dive into that one, last thing on the combine, and then we will fully transition over to that, is did you see, speaking of uh, – the quarterbacks when CJ Strout said, who does he look up to as an NFL quarterback? Can you guess the two quarterbacks he named in NFL history? No, I I'm not going to take a shot. <laughs> uh, the two he said he looked up to were, Oh, uh, let me ask, uh, asked about other quarterbacks who inspire him. CJ Strout, the first two quarterbacks he mentioned, Michael Vick, then Deshaun Watson. Huh. Huh. I was gonna say I was gonna say Vick just out of funny, but that's <laughs> Jesus. Uh right. so Michael Vick, obviously, you know, Michael Vick, at least he like served his time, admitted he did did what he what he did was wrong, kind of has a repentance for it, has turned into like a great motivational guy, great analyst when I see him on shows talking about football. Uh, so you know, you do the crime, you do the time, blah, blah, blah. I feel like he did all that, and he's on now the redemption tour and actually kind of super likable. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, is just like still the guy who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, and then he has crumbs all over his face, and he's like, I didn't eat any of the cookies. I didn't do that. It's like, and now he fucking sucks, especially this year. So of all the two quarterbacks in NFL history you can fucking pick, and those are the two guys you pick. Also, That's really we funny. watched C.J. Strout in college. Did he ever remind you of Michael Vick or Deshaun Watson? Like, no. not even like so. He must be talking cops. about he. No, he must be talking about off the field act antics. So, uh, <laughs> keep, keep keep your news ready. Keep your news feed ready. We'll get we'll get that shortly. Oh, oh that's right. He did say he loves getting massages. So, <clears throat> uh, how many people? But does that he was own? just. That was just one of those things where it's like, what are you doing? Just be the fucking cheese ball that everybody, everybody else asked that question would obviously be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Tom Brady. Like the two most obvious fucking picks who are boring as shit, but like obvious, like people would be like, oh yeah, of course those guys inspire you. But Michael Vick and Deshaun Watson, like, dear God. Uh, But, uh. So back to our NFC. That was the last thing on the combine. As you can tell by my very loaded question, I don't really give a fuck about the combine. Like I don't get, I like seeing people like do the 40 yard dash and like the, some of the drills, but to base who you're going to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to on how good they do the cone drill. When you just saw them in four years in college and actual gameplay just always seems fucking and get to me. rocked by the moving cones in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, remember when Joe Burrow was coming out and it was like, oh man, Joe Burrow, he's got really tiny hands. Like, what's that going to mean in the NFL? And it's just like, did you just watch him play college football? Was there ever a fucking issue with that? The fuck are we talking no. about? But, oh, I love Joe. Uh, again, we, I just love Joey B. 
I remember watching the <laughs> national championship game and he just looked so poised. He looked like nothing yeah. bothered him at all. And he still looks like that in the NFL. Like it. Cause, just it's because looks- he's Joey. He's Joey cool. He's Mr. Cool, man. He's so good. He's so cool. I, I told you, I want to smoke. I, when, when my lungs are better, I want to smoke cigars with that guy. See, this uh, is why hmm. I was terrified of a Bengals Eagle Super Bowl because oh, yeah. it would have just been hard camera cuts to Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts on the side, and it would have been a no reaction contest. So anything happening in the game, they would have just been stone faced and looking. But I thought the Bengals would beat the Eagles. I thought the Eagles would beat the Chiefs. I'm finally over at Casino. It's been two weeks, but uh-huh. it's still as you wear still, as you wear your green. I mean, but this isn't Eagles. It's just whatever the fuck this is. Uh, now let's go to our NFC predictions. We called it right up top. We said NFC would be a lot less interesting than AFC. I think that kind of stuck throughout the whole season, right? Yeah. There wasn't really that much. I mean, the NFC South was a fucking dumpster fire. Most of the uh nfc west was a dumpster fire nfc east was fun and then nfc north also kind of fun kind of a dumpster fire like half and half uh we said interesting with this is we first started talking about the rams we said they were clearly the best team in the nfc everybody would have to go through them in the uh the to get to the playoffs to get to the super bowl we said that the only concern we had was with Matthew Stafford, which obviously that injury uh, is correct. Or, I mean, we we were correct we're on that right, take. Yeah. We both said they were right there with the AF, uh, AFC teams clear out uh, in front of all the NFC or of all the NFC teams. And then we talked about how amazing Allen Robinson would be as an addition to this team. So. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> there's a live take for you right there. Uh, sorry, that was my child. Uh, so we also talked. <laughs> yeah, we also talked about. Uh, we were worried about OBJ's injury history. Apparently, so were 32 other teams because he never got signed, and most people said his injury was more serious than we thought it would be. Interesting note on OBJ. We did not say anything about him yelling about yelling at people on a plane. So we missed that one. That was obvious. We should have seen that one coming. Uh, we we did say <laughs> you said the oh, no. Cards were a much better team this year than they were last year, and then you gave no elaboration on that. There was no reason why you said they would be better or there's no reason why you thought they would be better. You just said they would be better and then moved on. Uh, You said the Niners would be a good team, but don't see them beating the Rams, which I would have agreed with you on that take. Now here's the, we did. I meant meant Eagles. I meant Eagles. Isn't it crazy how all our 49ers talk in this episode, in our first episode, which is what we're reviewing, uh, which are our hot takes from before the season started. For the 49ers, we spent 10 minutes talking about how Garoppolo versus uh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance how yeah. that would go throughout the season and what uh. we would say. Except you did say this, Casino. <clears throat> 
you said my pick to be the 49ers quarterback is this third string guy named Purdy. Trust me, I know it sounds crazy, but I think he can take them to the NFC Championship and then get his dick kicked in against the Eagles. That was your take, word for yeah, word. I said it. I said it just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Don't 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 fact check him. Don't don't fact check him. Don't go back and listen to that. No, obviously you did not say this, but I did think this was really funny that I did. I put in that quote because word for word, this is what I said. I said, I mean, do you really even need a quarterback for this team when you have Debo, uh, Debo Samuel with all that he can do? Turns out you do need a quarterback for this team, even if you do have Debo Samuel. Turns out you do. And but McCaffrey. I just, <laughs> it was funny that that was my one take with the 49ers outside of Garoppolo and Lance. Uh, Next, well, see, uh, I, I'm going to scrub that one off the table. I, I'm I'm scrubbing that one off the table because how were we supposed to know that both quarterbacks were going to be injured? Oh yeah, no, I don't think that's not like a. I don't think that's even a dig at us. Mostly, what we said about the 49ers is they would be a wild card team that would only be as good as whoever quarterback they had would take them. Like mm-hmm. that ended up being true. Like that was, but I mean, we didn't think it would be Purdy, but. Literally no one did. That's why he was such a surprise. And then the crazy Mr. thing Irrelevant. is. Well, the crazy thing is it's, uh, what is it? Trey Lance, Garoppolo, drama, also going into this season. And then all you do is throw another name in the hat. So we could literally have the same conversation, but just add another person. Like the same storyline with that team. Uh, next up. All we really said about the Cardinals were I said that Kyler Murray scares me because he peaks too early in the season and then kind of flames out. I still have that take. I still feel like that oh, happens. That's a good take. That's still a good take. That's still a good take. Uh, next up, we were, let me say, unkind to the Seahawks. Uh, so forgiveness, Seahawks fan. We obviously turned around during the season, but well, we said. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, go, tell us what we said. Tell us what we said. So we said it would be a complete rebuild. Uh, We'll be as bad as the Jets or Falcons. Uh, We said, uh, who even is this Seahawks quarterback? That's roughly true. Yeah. Who even is the Seahawks quarterback? Because it's not Locke. Locke or Smith, this is going to be a rough season because I wouldn't take either of them. That's fair. At that time, I still wouldn't have taken either one of them. Yeah. At that time, I mean, and and still, do you want Smith as your long term guy? I mean, he had a great season because he was pissed, and we see what a lot of you see it all the time in sports when a team is or player is pissed. What happens? They do well. So, well, also, well, did you see? Speaking of the combine, Pete Carroll came out and was basically like, "Oh yeah, we're <clears> getting <throat> a deal ready right now to re-sign Geno long term." Do you think they should sign Geno long-term or do you think they should draft a quarterback or try to uh, find somebody? You should still draft and try to find somebody, but I mean, you give them a two to three year deal. Give them a three year deal. Why not? Yeah, I agree. But again, the quarterback market of how it is, apparently, did you see that shit like a week ago? Uh, 
Daniel Jones people came out and were like, oh, that was totally bullshit. Like his former agency was saying he asked for 50 million, like no way in hell. And then there was a report like yesterday where it was like, oh yeah, Daniel Jones agents are actually, actually they're only asking for like $45 million a year. And it's like, why did we have the thing where it was like 50 is insane. He would never ask for that. He's actually asking for 45 as if everybody's just going to be like, Oh, that's, that makes it better. Like that. He definitely is worth 45 million. Like we did this last episode. There's like five quarterbacks in the history of the NFL who have ever been paid close to that. Daniel Jones. Just say if he, just say he got paid that, right. Just say he got paid that he should literally take uh, Saquon Barkley out for at least a $20 million dinner. (laughs) <laughs> at least well if they sign him for that they can't re-sign saquon it's gonna be no i, I get it i'm just saying he his a lot of his success is coming off the back of that running back off of saquon barkley because he's a beast yeah i don't i don't know if you're a giants fan i don't know how you can justify paying jones even close to that I mean, are there like, really even any giants fans out there or is it just like oh, yeah we live over here so we're a giants fan yeah <laughs> I mean, oh. first off, great impressions. Your impressions never cease to amaze. <laughs> Don't they all sound the all all, all sound the same? <laughs> it, it's, oh. uh, it, it's one of my it's like one of my favorite jokes though. Um, in uh, uh, I love you, you man or whatnot, and he sounds Jamaican. Apparently, he sounds Jamaican and everything. I just feel like all of my accents sound the exact same, so it makes me really happy. Like the joke yeah. is me. The joke is me. <laughs> it's great. I mean, in my life, you've always been the joke. Oh, the joke is always casino, and that's why we're friends. Because it yeah. makes me laugh. Makes... I'm the joke, but you're the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. You know what? That's actually could be a good slogan for this show. Like, he's the joke, but he's the punchline, and we could just put it under our names. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop oh. it. <laughs> um, uh, as far as the rest of our nfc hot takes uh i the only thing we said about the bears is fields could be good but we don't trust that defense i mean pretty much i like fields Uh, i think he played well with the lions we said that i said the lions look good last year i think they will be better this year they were the best three and eleven team i'd ever seen i could see them winning eight or nine games so that I feel like that's my best take of uh both what is it what we talked about last week with the AFC and then the NFC going through this like that was a three win team I literally said they could be 9 and 8 they finished 9 and 8 uh so uh, that's a fucking win that's a win in my that's book That's a W You need to uh, win at least this season <laughs> Then we also had a disagreement because I said the Vikings would win the division. You said the Packers would. And then you said the Vikings would be a wild card team with the Packers winning. And then I said the Vikings would win the division with the Packers or Lions fighting for a wild card spot. So, I mean, how you won this season with picks when all of my takes fucking dominated yours at the well, beginning because of the I, season because because i'll start I watching know. i watch game to game i watched game to game 
and I, I change things around, you know, I'm on the fly, unlike you and you were just trying to stick to what you were know. Come on. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is you were but th- you changing... destroyed me in the playoffs, though. So. That's true. Uh, but during the season, you were changing your takes on teams week to week, which was what you were supposed to do. And that was why you were winning. I had the right takes at the beginning of the season. And then I also would just change my picks week to week. And then the season ends with how I predicted the season to end, except for my Broncos hot take. And yeah, that that's where we are. But uh, I said, I love the, I love the lions. I would hate the Packers. Who is Rogers going to throw to? I said, the Packers and Patriots had the worst wide receiving cores in the league, which I kind of still feel that way. I don't think who had worst wide receiving group, maybe the giants. Maybe like I feel, but I feel like those would be the top three. Uh, You said, you did nail this one. You said, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins the North loses their first playoff game. And that's what happened, right? They lost to the, I don't think we would have picked the Giants, but the Giants were the one that beat the Vikings. So good call, Casino. Uh, Next up for the Bucks, we we both agreed the Bucks would win the South. We did, however, we were really high on the Panthers. And I feel like, we were pretty much really high on the Panthers almost till the end of the season. I don't know why we gave the Panthers so much love. We talked about how we really believed in Mayfield and we thought this would be an eight or nine win team. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disregret or I disagree. I don't disagree. (laughs) I don't, I don't disregret. There we go. Disagree or regret with what I said. I, I still stand by that. I liked what the Panthers were doing. It's not, you know, it's just shitty that that as the season was going on, they were just losing players, losing coaches, losing stuff left and right. Like I still yeah. thought they had the potential to be at that point, which doesn't mean that they would have made the playoffs, but they would have been close. How about my sultry tones as I need a cough? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, Sorry. when we talked about the Saints casino, you said their defense would be a top five defense in the league. I'm pretty sure they were throughout the entire season. We both had reservations about what their offense would look like without Sean Payton. And we said they would be a contender in the South, but ultimately would be the Bucks. So I feel like we nailed that one. Now, I don't remember being this high on the Eagles going into the season, but I literally said... Eagles will win this I'm gonna division. I'm going to need you to continue for a second. I got to take this call. You got it. I said uh, the Eagles would win this division. There would be an 11 or 12 win team. I said the only two question marks about this team was can Gannon be a good defensive coordinator and all the offensive responsibility basically rest on how good of a season Hurts has. So – Both of those, right? The only reason the Eagles were an 11 or 12 win team is we give Gannon a bunch of shit now, but he had the second highest sack uh, total in NFL history. He had the number one pass offense, had a top 10 rush defense, you know, during the middle of the season, that rush defense was bottom half, but they righted that ship. They got the right players in with 
Linval and Sue. And then, yeah, they obvi- he obviously got exposed. The 49ers players really thought he was going to be exposed in that game. Turns out that did not happen for obvious reasons, but he was exposed in the half of the Super Bowl. There's weird shit with the field, and I don't know. I'm not going to get conspiracy theory guy. They lost the game, obviously. I'm not going to be like 49ers players who just bitch nonstop about shit that was kind of like out of everyone's control. So I they lost the game. Who gives a fuck? We can. I do enjoy. Everybody on the Eagles shitting on Juju Smith-Schuster's terrible, just terrible TikToks. Like, if you want to defend Juju and be like, well, his team won the Super Bowl, so you can talk shit. I agree with that aspect of it. If you want to defend him and say his TikToks are good, then we, I will die on that hill. That is not a good TikTok. It's not funny. It's not so bad it's good. Like, it's just a really shitty TikTok that if he wasn't a famous football player, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even like giggle or laugh at it or even watch it. You'd watch like five seconds of it. And you'd be like, "Ugh, this is bad, bad. And it's more cringe than it is bad, which I feel like makes it way worse than if it was just shitty. So that's my hot, hot, Juju Smith versus the Eagles over TikTok kind of thing. But I did, my hot take with the Eagles was I was super confident Minshew could step in and be as good, if not better than Hurts, if that happened. So we obviously saw that happen. And turns out Hurts was MVP, maybe a top three, top two quarterback last year. And Minshew had a pretty good game against the Cowboys. And then that Saints game was just one of the worst quarterback games of the season. Maybe only up there with former Colts or former Eagles quarterback Foles game he had where he came in. And that was maybe one of the worst games I've ever seen by a like legit quarterback in this league. So yeah, Uh, then me and Casino talked about the Cowboys. We said it would obviously be Eagles Cowboys fighting for this division. We both picked... Eagles to win the division, Cowboys to be the wild card. And our final picks for the AFC, we picked Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Bengals, Colts, Bills, Ravens. We obviously picked Bills, Colts, uh, Bengals, and then Casino and I differed where I picked the Broncos to win the division, Casino picked the Chargers, but Really, our only bad takes were that, obviously, my Broncos pick in retrospect is atrocious, right? Where, but we pretty much picked Chargers, Chiefs, uh, Bengals, Bills, Ravens. So those are all good. I can't believe I'm back listening. What's up to see? I'm saying, so we picked, uh, I was just about to say, going over who we picked in the AFC and the NFC. In the AFC, we picked Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Bengals, Colts, Bills, Ravens. I agreed with you in picking the Colts to win that division, even though when we're talking about the AFC South, I say the Colts were the third best team in that division. So why I agreed with you at the end and said they were going to win, I have no fucking idea. But... We were pretty damn good, except for Broncos and Colts. We picked Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers, which all made the playoffs. And 
uh, in the NFC, we pretty much nailed it except for Packers and Rams. And then we had Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, Eagles, Bucks. So maybe when we talk about the NFL, maybe it seems throughout the season that things are much more different than they were the year before, but it kind of seems like there's not as much, what is it, like topsy-turvy different teams in the playoffs as we would like to think there are. There's maybe one or two different teams every season, but it kind of seems to be always the same group of teams for, what, a decade? Like, right. next season... I mean, obviously, you put the Rams in that discussion, but next season, if there isn't some crazy injury bug that, you know, like like what happened with the Rams or kind of even the Chargers, do you see the playoffs looking much different than Cowboys, Vikings, Eagles, 49ers? Obviously, the Bucks are going to be the one team that's probably out of it. But yeah, yeah, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, Eagles, 49ers, like... I kind of feel like all those teams are yeah, still I think, be in it. I think it's pretty close to being just like that. Um, and then, like, yeah, the Bucks being out and throwing in the Jags. Well, right? Yeah, Th- that's the, the same division, right? No, I'm talking about NFC. Oh, sorry. Huh. Uh, but for NFC, I mean, NFC South now feels wide open, right? Because Brady's no longer there. NFC uh, West is obviously going to be competitive with the Seahawks I better. St- I have the Cardinals sick fog better. going on still. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the AFC, <clears throat> I mean, I almost like our picks from the AFC more this year than I liked them last year because obviously Broncos are going to be better. I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl, but they're definitely going to be a better team with Sean Payton. Then oh, 100%. Chargers, Chargers Chiefs are both going to be as good, if not better. Um, and then you have Bengals. Who knows what the fuck's going on with the Ravens? I mean, we didn't really talk about Lamar Jackson this episode, but it looks like, by all accounts, he's not going to play for the Ravens. No, he's not. Uh, like, even if they franchise tag him, I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think he sits out. And then, speaking of the Ravens, so that was our AFC-NFC review of what we happened with the season. Some crazy takes in there, but overall, I actually think we called a bunch of shit that was going to happen. I actually yeah. think uh, I was, I was like, worried that when I listened back to this, I was going to be like, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. But well, we, we kind of nailed we're it. We're idiots. <laughs> it is what it I is. mean, well, I yeah. mean, when you, when you, you know what? I, I am actually proud with that we did, considering you know you listen to all these other analysts on TV and and radio and whatnot, and they give their takes. You know, we were pretty on par with a lot of what they said, um, but you know, I, I'm 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 still happy with how we called it. I am. I mean, there were some divisions that we legitimately called almost everything that would happen. Like we called, we, we talked about it last week, the AFC North, we almost beat for beat explained what would happen throughout the season that basically did happen throughout the season. We basically called what would happen in the NFC East without obviously the giants in there. And then, uh, yeah, like a bunch of little teams, we kind of just nailed exactly what they would be. But in terms of the Ravens, have you seen that? So the report card came out. I was I wanted to talk about it on the show, but it was also kind of just like 
I don't know what we could add to it, where the NFL teams gave out report cards and rankings to players, coaches, anybody who worked with organizations where they could rank, you know, the facility, the training staff, all this kind of shit, right? Mm -hmm. So the number one team and, you know, a bunch of teams got A plus in this, C plus in this, and then they kind of average it out to the highest score. So did you see this report first off, Casino? No, I did not. So out of the 32 teams, what team do you think was number one in terms of facility, happiness, training staff, diet, blah, blah, blah? Um, you know what? I'm going to say Steelers because I think people like him. Mike Tomlin. I don't know. That's actually a good pick. The Steelers were uh, low, much lower than I thought because I agreed with you. I thought they would be near the top. They were 22nd. Ooh, ow. The, the number, the first five teams, or the first four, honestly, I was kind of shocked by their inclusion of all of them. Number one was the Minnesota Vikings. So number one was the Vikings. Two was the Dolphins. Three was the Raiders. Four was the Texans. And then five was the Dallas Cowboys. You lost Cowboys, me at Raiders. You lost me at Raiders. How are people happy was, with that yep. organization? How? Well, with the Raiders, do you think it's just because it's like the newest stadium? Do you think that's all it is? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Now, those are the top five. I feel like all those are shocking except the Cowboys because they're the richest franchise. You would hope they would have you know, the best of everything because they have the most money to spend. And apparently they are top five. What do you think was the bottom two? Bottom two. I'm going to say the Patriots and the Ravens. Very close. Patriots were 24th. The Hmm. Ravens were. Where is these? I just know people don't like playing for the Patriots organization because it's so strict. Yeah. I was. I would have also thought Ravens would be up there, but Ravens. I thought you were are... setting me up for the Ravens. Sorry, that's why I said Ravens. No, I don't even. Where the fuck are? Oh, the Ravens are seventeenth. The okay. last two teams. When I tell you them, one of them's going to shock you. One of them is not. The last team is the Washington Commanders, which I feel like that's not shocking, right? I feel like no. everyone hates their fucking owner. That franchise, everybody kind of doesn't like. Right. There was that thing a couple years ago where the sewage thing broke in the stadium and was like leaking on fans and shit like that. Uh, the 31st one did kind of shock me because they seem like one of those organizations everybody kind of likes. It was the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, well, I know. I mean, when you fire two coaches in two years, I mean, a coach a year, that's kind of tough to be on board there. It sounds yeah. like they're just ready to get rid of anybody. I mean, that goes in all the way up to training staff. Like, hey, is this guy doing a good job? I don't, you know, obviously I don't know the inner workings of their training staff, but, and, you know, people like that. But, I mean, if they're ready to get rid of their coaches that quick, I mean, they're probably just letting people go left and right. Yeah, and maybe it's like the instability and all and that kind of shit. You're in what, you know, you you said Arizona's not a real place. So, like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, it is interesting, the categories that were on this report card. So one of them was treatment of families, which seems like, yeah, which is one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess like players would be like, one of my top five things is how you treat my family when they come to games. Uh, so the Arizona Cardinals got an F in that category. So apparently they don't give a single fuck if your family comes to the game. Uh, the next one Four was tickets, bitch. <laughs> so now these next three are shit where I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's nutrition, weight room, uh, strength staff, training room, training staff, locker room. And then the last one is travel. So those are all things that, thank you. Those are all things that make. Did you just get delivered pizza? No, it is BLT. Thank you. No, I got some. Yeah. Where's my production value? Where's <laughs> my waiter? Come on. Um, Fuck this. But yeah, so <laughs> I just got delivered two BLTs. That one's mine. Let's go. Huh. That is the perks of having your wife's grandma who lives with you. Uh, is every once in a while she makes you food. So shout out to my wife and her grandma. Uh, but <laughs> that is a good segue casino over. There's no good segue here from BLTs and grandmas. Well, I was to... going to make a horrible joke. I was just going to be like, my grandmas are dead. So, I mean, so are mine. So, yeah, yeah. we, but maybe they deliver us BLTs from beyond the grave. I have nothing. Um, I, <laughs> I, I was a joke guy. I was setting you up for the punch. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's go. I have no punchline. I just got delivered BLTs. They smell delicious. Um, and I will be eating those when we get off this podcast. But why I brought those up, Casino, is the <laughs> Ravens. Have you seen that fucking crazy thing where their wide receiver came out and responded? <laughs> so... The Ravens GM, Eric DaCosta, said on the problem with drafting wide receivers, if we if uh, I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some uh, better receivers. We're going to keep swinging. So the general manager said all his wide receivers suck and they just need to keep trying, forgetting he already has wide receivers on his team and maybe don't phrase it like that. So one of the Ravens uh, wide receivers, Rashad Bateman came out and said, how about you pay, uh, play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24 seven and keep us healthy care about us and see what happened ain't no problem though tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason so love it love it things are going great with the baltimore ravens i mean have you ever seen a team that is because i mean the ravens for what 20 years have always been one of those teams that's like always around the playoffs in playoff contention as a patriot fan i've always been completely terrified of the Ravens. Yeah. They're one of my least favorite teams in the league because I'm terrified of them. Yeah. But if you were a fan of them, you have to be, you always have to hold your head up high, right? Because they oh, are, yeah. they've won two Super Bowls in that time. They've always been 
within reach of another Super Bowl. They transition amazingly from Flacco to uh, Lamar Jackson, completely changed what their team identity was from a pocket. And they were still relevant, to, yeah. Yeah, and just they always just seem like a great team, right? That you want to be a fan of. And then all of a sudden, the past what two years? Almost their entire organization has imploded from the inside. Like, what the fuck is going on with the Ravens casino? Especially, it seems like all the players on the Ravens really like Lamar Jackson. And the front stat or the front office is kind of like, what do you want us to do? Which I kind of agree with because he's asking for insane amounts of money, but he's never played a full season. So, I don't know. Right. I, seems- I, I, I agree with everybody except for Lamar Jackson in this case and, and his camp, his mom, like you, you hit the nail on the head. He hasn't played a full fucking season. You're a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. You know, we've talked about, he's great in the run game and he's mediocre in the, in the above mediocre in, in passing. He's not awful at it. He's not the best, but he's not awful, but but you got to play a full season, man. You, you have to. You have to be there yeah. when it when it's time, when it counts. <clears throat> I still think his stock is really high. I think I have more faith in him as a passer than you do, but my I don't have any reservations about him as a passer or runner. Literally all my reservations when it comes to him would be injury history. And he takes some hits because he always is setting himself up to be hit, right? By running and by kind of exposing himself in the pocket. I don't know if he has great pocket awareness because he still gets popped, but if you're the Ravens at this point, I feel like you have to sell Lamar Jackson stock high. If he sits on your bench for a year after you pay him a shitload of money and then you just lose him to free agency, it's like, what the fuck was the point of that? Like, try to get the Deshaun Watson Hall where you just get an insane amount of draft picks. You save a shitload of money and then you try to draft a rookie quarterback. John Harbaugh is obviously a great coach. And yeah, you just kind of try to, you've already reset from what is it? Flacco to Jackson, like try to do a transition from Jackson to whoever the fuck you get. And I don't know, go from there. Maybe, uh, I feel like Bateman, you also throw in that deal and be like, you fucking love Lamar Jackson so much. Now you're with him. Like, right. I mean, I love I love when people call out their boss. I fucking love it. It's one of those things. How many that, jobs have you been fired from? <laughs> only one. Only one. But as the everyman on this podcast, you know, not the fucking corporate guy over there uh but i love people talking shit about their boss but it's also one of those things where it's like i love it but i then the boss will be like oh well fuck you you're traded or you're fired and then it's just like oh yeah like that's why most people don't talk shit about their boss like i don't know so ravens still a fucking mystery uh you know what Maybe Lamar Jackson and the GM should go to like an underground hotel where there's no lights and they just work this out that I mean, that's worked so well for Aaron Rodgers, right? Casino do it. It's worked so well. Uh, now we are finally stop talking about the NFL and talk about uh, other sports casino. Let's dip. Do you want to go NHL or you want to go NBA? Let's go NHL real quick. All right. Dive Rodney, in. 
my dog is dog being a dog. My dog's being a dog and being dog things. <laughs> Try not to have the kid wake up yet. All right, that was settled. I just had to yell at him. Probably waking up the kid at the same time. So yeah, good was to me. Well done. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're closing in here. Um, yeah, well, if I can find the hockey. We're closing here on the playoffs. Um, they got roughly about 20 games left uh, per team. Some a little bit more, some a little less. Um, so I guess we'll start off before I get into the trades. Current standings. Um, let's start, start over with the easy one. Bruins, games play 61. So they're coming up. They have still 21 games left. But they're already, they won last night. They've hit the 100, the triple digits. They are 101 points. They are still on pace of beating the NHL record uh, for for the most wins, most points. Um, they're on pace for it. It's just absolutely – you want to know what their goals for are? Oh, God. What is it? Just take a guess. In, in 61 games, how many goals do you think they've scored? 61. 210. 233. Close. That's a good call. Yeah. I mean that that that's I mean you got a few others Maple Leaves is two eleven Lightning are two seventeen uh, Sabers it's funny Sabers can score like a motherfucker but they can't defend <laughs> um, but they have, they have two hundred twenty four um, but yeah the the differential is you know what you mainly look at the goal differential for the Bruins is one oh three a hundred and three is their goal differential the next highest um, that I can see let's go see here for the Eastern Blah, 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 goal differential. The Canes are, Maple Leafs are at 47. Maple Leafs are at 47. Um, goal differential, let's see, in, uh, so Stars are 41. Yeah, no. So the closest is 47. 47 is the closest behind 103. It's fucking And the insane. lowest, the crazy <clears throat> thing is, the lowest is negative 97. So think about that. The, the, the Bruins have... What did you just say? A 103 goal yes. differential. And the lowest are the Ducks at negative 97. Like, yeah, the Ducks are the ducks are awful. Insane. The Ducks are Gosh. absolutely garbage. The, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, going forward from that, though. Yeah. So continuing with the Eastern, you got the Bruins, Maple Leafs, Lightning currently leading in the Atlantic. Um, Sabres. It's a, it's a big drop off um, in points from Lightning to the Sabers. It's seventy nine points to sixty nine. So that top three set in the Atlantic. Um, then you move on over to the Metropolitan, where it's pretty pretty much the same. You kind of know who's going to make the playoffs now, uh, especially over in the East. Um, the Canes, like I said, they went on a crazy run. Now um, they're sitting top I of the Metropolitan. They're raising there it their is. stock, right? As the canes, because you know they're raising canes. canes. <laughs> yeah, raising canes. It's a chicken joint. Uh, the kids starting Future to get sponsor. I'm, I'm going to start to roll through this, and then you can get into the NBA while I get the kid up and settled. Um, so the Hurricanes, they're winning the, the Metropolitan. Uh, they still got multiple games in hand to even the second and third, which is going to be the Devils and then the Rangers. Um, and I'm going to get into those guys with the trades uh, coming up is the Atlantic so many teams that are pushing for the for the cup in the um in the Eastern Conference there's so many teams that went heavy on their trades here's the thing one team only comes out of there and goes to the Stanley Cup final so a lot of teams are really pushing for it um 
but the Bruins even bolstered up their lineup, and I'll get into that in a minute. Um, if, so pretty crazy. If up? you had to bet all your money on Bruins to win the Stanley Cup or the field, who are you putting your money on? Who um, not to just win the East to no, win, yeah, to the, win Stanley the Stanley Cup thing. Um, Bruins or the field? I'm gonna have to say Bruins this year. So Damn. there hasn't been a President's Cup winner um, since I believe it was the Blackhawks in 13. It's been very tough, but they're already yeah, a good team. They're already a really good team, and they got better after the trade deadline. They got better. So that's what scares me is they've even bolstered their already insane lineup um, yeah. for future. Um, and one of their main players, I'll get into that that deal in a second, um, in Pasternak, he actually got paid. He's got a long-term deal. He's making a fuck ton of money. Good for him. Um, but he's he's just short of like Nathan McKinnon money and uh, Connor McDavid, which are the best players in the league. He's right behind them. Uh, anyway, so moving on over the Western, um, I was at this game, Golden Knights Stars, last week, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, two top teams in the Western region for a reason. Um the stars are sitting up, but this is where in the West, it is not as clean cut, clean cut. It is very tight. Um, so the stars are sitting with 79 points, followed by the wild at 76 as at 73. And then jets are at 72 Sprite sitting outside, but they are in the spot for a wild card um, leading the Pacific, the golden ice. As I said, they are tied in points with the Kings, but they do have two games in hand against the Kings. Uh, and then following them is the Kraken. Um, who had the same amount of points played, but are two games behind on the Knights in points. Uh, so they're four points behind. And then tied, though, and only reason is with the head-to-head Oilers are under the crack, and even though they have the same amount of points. So it is very close <clears throat> over there. And like I said, with the wild card drop-off, I'm going to look over here now for the Eastern Conference. You have the Penguins and Islanders currently sitting there at 70 and 71 points. Um with 20 games to go, I'm not going to see too much of a shift over there in that in the Eastern Conference at all. The teams that are legitimate playoff teams have solidified that, and there's a big drop off, and including the the wild card teams. Um, pretty much after the Islanders, you have the Sabers, but that drops down. Um, there, there still could be a few teams that could might catch up to the wild card, but I I just don't see it happening. Um, so with what's up? 20 games to go in the West. You think it stays how it is right now? No, right? not you at all. Th- not at all. So with the wild card right now, it'd be Edmonton and Winnipeg. You yep. don't think? Uh, who do you think gets replaced with those two? Or do you oh, think coming, those uh, are the, the wild, wild card? card? Um, no, because I, for the Western, for the Pacific and Central, it's going to be Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, Knights, Kings, Kraken. Right? Just yeah. Maybe so different I, I, spots. I think that. It's pretty dang close in in both conferences that um, the teams that are in the playoff spots currently are going to stick in the playoff spots. Like they're going to stay. It's close, but there are teams that can push, but I think it's going to be really close. If anything, uh, that that, that eighth spot in each conference, somebody might go on a win streak and snag it. But we we shall see. Um, 
Now, so, as I mean, far as for the as far as for the Eastern Conference, do you think it's Penguins and Rangers who stay as the two wild cards in that one, or do you think because that one what they're not they're a half a game ahead of three four other teams? Do you think the four other teams pull ahead, or do you think they last twenty games and stick to the wild cards? Um, well, you say so with the the Rangers and the Penguins. You mean Islanders and the Penguins? Or sorry, Islanders and the Penguins. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, the Sabers they're the closest to catch the Islanders, and they have four games in hand against the Islanders. So that could definitely the Islanders have played, I think, the most games out of any team in the league right now, uh, with 64. Um, so I think the Islanders could be caught. Um, I think the Penguins will always figure it out. They 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 typically always will figure it out and make the playoffs. Um, but I mean, because you only get two points, so they're technically two games. So Senators, if they wanted to, they would have to win fifty percent of their next four games um, to catch. Sorry, that was the wife. Um, yeah, so I, it's going to be close, but I do know for sure the top six in each, I think, are all set in both conferences, um, especially with some bolstering moves here. Um, so I'm going to get to some of the trade deadlines. The biggest fish that was out there, Patrick Kane playing for Chicago. Um, he finally finally got out of Chicago, and he's actually on a playoff contender with the New York Rangers. The Rangers did land him, and you know what? Fairly cheap, too. So Chicago retained 50% of his um, of Kane's $10.5 million deal, which, good win there. And then I believe it was, I don't think they say it on here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't think they say it on here. But it I know that is right, but also they got um, a second and a fourth round pick, which that's kind of a steal. That, that's that's pretty good, um, and that's why when it comes to grade ratings, Rangers they get an A. They get an A. They get an A. Uh, this is co- according to Bleacher Report, and I totally agree with everything that it's saying. Blackhawks they got a C, and Coyotes were in this deal as well. Um, pretty much, they just got a shit player, and they got a D. <laughs> they they just they. They were it was a, it was a three person trade, but I honestly until I pulled up the report, I didn't know Coyotes were part of this deal. I didn't because I only had heard Blackhawks with Rangers on a deal where Kane went over, and this is what Kane got, and yada yada yada. <laughs> I didn't know that. She, that's how bad the the deal for the Coyotes was. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a big one. Um, it, yeah, it was a big swap here. Um, the Devils, they just boosted up their stuff. Uh, it was in a nine-player swap um, with the Devils, and they acquired uh, – I can never – I can uh, – uh, Timo um, Mary from – I don't know – from San Jose, who's a good player. Great finally attempt. wanted to – yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so got him over there. So it's, it's, it's good. <sighs> Sorry, I'm running out of breath already. Um, both these deals though, I mean, the Sharks didn't lose out too much on this. The Devils did, uh, really well. They got an A again, only one team comes out of the Atlantic though. So all these teams pushing Rangers, pushing the Devils pushing. And then now you get into, uh, Boston, one of their biggest ones that they got was they required, uh, Bertuzzi. I do have to know how to say that one. Cause I hear his name a lot. Tyler Bertuzzi <laughs> from the Detroit Red Red Wings. Great pickup. Um, Great pickup with uh, Taylor Hall on long-term injury, um, long-term injury, which he 
is one of the better players in the hockey league and the Bruins were really happy to pick him up this last year. He's a great player. Uh, but with a little bit of offense that they needed, they picked up Bertuzzi and um, the wings also retained $4.8 million off of his cap, which is again, a win. And so I was listening, um, I was listening to the golden Knights radio as I always do. And they, they said, apparently the head coach, when he heard that this trade went through and they got Bertuzzi, what he did is just like put his hand out, made a fist and fist bumped the general manager for making this move because this just makes them again, you, you lose a superstar in hall, but you get a superstar in into uh, Pertuzzi Bertuzzi. So yeah, again, every, the, the teams are just, they're going hard. They're going absolute hard for, for the win this year. Um, Do you think this move makes the Knights or I guess keeps the Knights as the best team in the West. What do you mean? Well, they're at the top of the Western standings, right? At the moment. Oh, so no, this is, the, this, this is, this is Bruins. Like this is for the Bruins. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the golden Knights. No, but I will get into their trade right now. Um, this one I'm, we should be very happy with. Uh, so the Kings uh, send Jonathan quick just the other day uh, in a trade to Columbus Blue Jackets and immediately the Knights make a trade with the Columbus Blue Jackets to get Jonathan Quick. Um, and it's a fairly cheap deal. So uh, a player that's been playing for the the local team here, the Silver Knights in Hutchinson, great guy. He's actually a, a pretty decent goalie. Um, we got rid of him. We got rid of him and a late draft pick. Where is it? Uh, where is and it? we already late talked about pick. how anti-draft pick we are. Yeah, somewhere it, it was just a late draft pick. So pretty much, the I don't understand how. I I just I honestly don't understand how the the Golden Knights because what they're saying here the Golden Knights getting this trade only get a B off of this. I, I think that's complete bullshit. Um, <laughs> reason being is Jonathan Quick playing for the Kings for a very long time. He is a Stanley Cup winner. He is very very good in in high tense he plays up to the level that he needs to play at so he had a drop off but that's because the kings have dropped off over years um and what's really great about this trade though is you're getting rid of a a second stringer on an ahl team for a a a bare minimum a locker room guy that has been in the playoffs that have won stanley cup uh, that has won a stanley cup who's played on the olympic team so regardless if he plays just at the same level, because say, you know, Jonathan Quick is not so quick anymore. That was a joke I've always made. Um, even Good if he one. doesn't Oh, because yeah. his last name is Quick. There it is. Even if he doesn't play to the level that he's used to playing, uh, or he's played in the past, you have a veteran that knows the playoffs and he can be there right behind Hill and hopefully we'll get some uh, more goalie help in Brossois coming back and uh, Logan Thompson coming back, hopefully. But if not, you have a solid backup in Jonathan Quick for essentially like a seventh rounder, I think it was. It was something stupid late and a AHL goalie. That's a solid. I don't know how you give a B for that. But long story short, um, those are some of the bigger trades that were notable around the Hockey League. What I saw coming from that is you have – a lot of teams in the East going for broke. 
teams are trying to catch the Bruins and the Bruins just slammed the door and said, "Uh, uh-uh, we're going to make trades too. We're going to stay on top of this. We're not going to let you creep in. Um, so that's, so going back to your question, that is one of my biggest reasons why I do think that the Bruins will still win the Stanley cup this year. And if they don't, yeah. it is an absolute shamble. It's not like they're just a good team compared they're to like a lot a of the president. Historically presiden- great team. Yeah. They're, they can have the, they can have in over a hundred years worth of hockey, the best season in hockey this year. They're on pace for it. They've already broken hundred. They've already broken a hundred points. I think the record is like 133 or something like that. It's somewhere right around there. Um, I would have to look it up again. Uh, I saw it on TV the other day. It's somewhere around there. But, I mean, with 20 games left, uh, uh, roughly 20. I don't know what their exact count is. I think it's 21 games. But they're right there. They're right there. Because 21 games, you win them all, you're looking at 42 points. So, I mean, essentially you, you... Essentially, you need to you need to go seventy five percent throughout the rest of the season on winning, which you've done better than that all season. So it's, now, it's pretty intense. My last question for the NHL, and then we can move on to uh, our last topic of the day, which is <clears throat> NBA. Yep, I said life savings for, and you picked the Bruins. So same question. I don't have much life savings. So, <laughs> well, that's why. I mean, this is a low stakes question. But team to come out of the West to fight the Bruins for the Stanley Cup. If you had to pick one team, Casino, who I'm not going to say there's obviously not a dominant team like there is in the East when it comes to the West. But if you had to pick one team to come out of the West based on right now with less than 20 games to go, who are you picking? Life savings bet. Dallas Stars. Ooh, interesting. So you think Stanley Cup's going to be Stars Bruins at this moment? Yes, and only reason is I watched the game live last Saturday, and it was it was playoff atmosphere. The teams were aggressive. I thought there was going to be fights, but nobody ended up fighting because they don't want to get ejected because they know how many how crucial points are right now. And so that's what you do in the playoffs. You know, you play physical, but you try to avoid getting ejected. Um, or serving penalties it was a very tight very tight very hard fought game and reason I say why I'm going with Dallas is they won their their goaltending has been better just because they haven't had to go through five goalies this year and we just pick up a sixth so in the Golden Knights but watching those two teams play and I've watched I've watched the Flames play I've watched and they've uh, uh, the Oilers, I mean, the Flames are not even in it right now, but I've watched those other teams that are in it. Colorado just smoked Vegas 3-0 the other day. So it could really be up at anybody's game, but watching the Stars play, I think they could go. If I had a, if I'm anybody from the West can make it. I'll be honest. Any any top eight team can make it. Whoever makes the playoffs in the West, you have a high, high shot of making it to the Stanley Cup. Um but if I had to put money on it right now, I would just say the Stars just because I got to watch them play. And they looked really, really good against the Knights who played an outstanding game. 43 shots, for, first 43 shots, went to shootouts. It was an absolute intense game. So I really think that the Stars, they've got that mindset already clicked in because they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose. And they're not just fighting for the the top 
in currently without the Knights playing tonight. Um, if the Knights at least get a point, um, I think Dallas is still nice would have to win tonight to jump back over into the number one spot. But so they are number one in the West, but they want to win the number one in the West. They want that one seed. Now you're playing for seeding. You want to win. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, while you also me and my wife are going to see Canadians gold Knights on Sunday. So I'll see that team live, but (laughs) I say that because I'm a Bruins fan and Bruins and the Canadians hate each other. They've played each other for a hundred plus years. So I'll tell you what Canadian national anthem though is a banger. I love it. It's a banger. I absolutely love it. Anytime that we got it, like I sing, I know, (laughs) ha ha ha, sultry tones. Uh, I sang all through um, grade school, almost actually majored it in college. Um, But did you really? I did. I came close. I had a lot of friends that wanted me to do it with them. And if I did, I would actually be, I I would be hanging out with Cornell Johnson, man. I could, I could (laughs) have been the national anthem singer for the golden Knights. Actually, probably not. Golden pipes is legit. He's awesome. (laughs) Anyway. And he's a good dude. Um, Anyway, moving on. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, let's go over to NBA casino. There it is. Talking about doing your friends or something. I don't know. Uh, but let's. While you do that, I'm gonna get my kid up. I agree with everything BJ. BJ says about NBA. I'll be right back. So got maybe ten minutes. Uh, we'll see if Casino comes back after he takes care of his child. But we obviously can't, or we could stop, but we can't because Casino is on a bit of a time crunch. So that's why I'm doing uh NBA alone. Now, the funny thing is we were going to record this episode this week on Tuesday, but then obviously my family's been sick. His family's been sick. We had to push it back to Friday. So we were originally going to release this episode two days ago, record on Tuesday, do it on Wednesday. Now we're recording it Friday, releasing it Friday. And man, how the world of NBA has changed in just those two days because the topics that were going to be on Tuesday's show or technically Wednesday's show that we were going to talk about is Damian Lillard dropping 71 points in one of the most efficient, amazing games I've ever seen, right? He couldn't miss. He was taking some wild shots that were going in. Damian Lillard really will, if if his career continues like it has been, he will just be up oh, me. Cino didn't mute his mic. Let me mute his. His career really will be disappointing in the sense of he's one of, if not always kind of in that top 10 NBA players, just an offensive output, right? And just efficiency, especially. He's definitely maybe a top three player and what an efficient score he is. But he's always just on teams where you're just like, it's great that he's doing this. It's amazingly impressive he's doing this, but he's never really in title contention. I mean, right now at the moment, what, the Trailblazers are 12th? Like, I mean, they're behind the what would have been the second topic on Wednesday's show, which is I literally sent Casino a message saying, like, the Lakers are good. I like watching the Lakers. And then almost immediately after I sent that text, because I watched that, Sunday showcase where it was, you know, the Lakers versus the Mavericks. They do that giant comeback against a really good looking uh, Mavs team. Right. And they've only looked, well, I don't know how they could look worse at blowing that kind of lead in that game. But since then 
they've been on a tear and the Lakers, however, lose LeBron James for minimum two weeks. You think it's going to be longer with only 20 games to go in the NBA. Like that's a blow. And then they go from that super impressive Mavericks game to what? Then they lose to the, oh, I'm sorry. Where did I lost my spot here? Yeah. So they do that big comeback on Sunday. And then on Tuesday's game, they get basically blown out by the Grizzlies in an actual good uh, Anthony Davis game, right? Like in that game, he was 36 minutes. He had 28 points, 19 rebounds, great Anthony Davis game. And then they still lose to Morant and the Grizzlies. And then uh, on Wednesday, the very next day, they lose to the Thunder. So Lakers are done. Uh, Casino, I muted you. Hold on. <clears throat> or are you unmuted? I, I muted myself. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just talking about how much can change in two days. We were going to talk about game 71. I text you. I thought the Lakers were actually good now. And then oh, LeBron yeah. And then LeBron James gets out. hurt. Yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, – It's over. It's, a- it's over in, in L.A. Done. Yeah. So now when it comes to standings, weirdly mirrors NHL, which is there's kind of all the teams at the top where you're like, it's kind of only, it's either them or nobody, right? Like for the East, I really think uh, I just watched the Sixers lose uh, in an embarrassing game to the to the Mavericks. The Mavericks were doing whatever the fuck they wanted against him. Both Kyrie and Luka went off. They had no answers to stop them whatsoever. That game was painful. Uh, you're down by three points. Or no, you're down by four points, I believe. And Maxi just drives in the middle of the court against four guys and tries to put up like a circus shot when there's like 30 seconds left. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Uh, But I really do think with, again, similar to the NHL with 20 games left to go in the East, it's either Bucks or Celtics. Sixers are there at third. I've seen enough from the Sixers. They're done. There's rumors that Harden, already wants out of the Sixers to go back to Houston. Why he well, would do, you do think that? that no do you think that he's going to give up before the end of the season? Because you never know when it, when it comes to a seven-game series. It's a seven-game series. You never know. Yeah, but no, I don't think he's going to give I up. I just, I just watched. I just the watched. The, the, they, they, I mean, the Sixers just took the Celtics, you know, to the very end. Like, and they were winning for the majority of that game. No. I don't no. give me hope, Casino. Don't give me hope. I really do you, think... Already, I'm trying. <laughs> I really do think in the East, it's over. I think it's Bucks or Celtics, Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe that series goes seven, and then whoever do- wins that series obviously would go to the NBA Finals. But I think it's Bucks, Celtics. I'd put money that those two teams meet in the Finals, and then... Would blah, you put blah, blah. your life savings on it? Yes. That either Bucks or Celtics come out of the East. I would put savings on that. Sixers, Cavaliers, they have good moments. They're fun teams to watch. Uh, Knicks are kind of sneaky good. There's my first sneaky of the episode. But Knicks are kind of sneaky good, sneaky fun to watch. They beat the Celtics. So if it comes down to a 
Celtics Knicks series in the playoffs. That would actually be really fun to watch. Bucks, I think, basically beat everybody. Nets are still hanging in there, but when it comes to, like you said, a seven game series, I don't think they beat any of the teams above them. Uh, Heat and Hawks, I think, are done. Obviously, I love the Heat just for Jimmy Butler. Uh, obviously, I'm a Sixers fan, so I always have love for Jimmy Butler. Now, the West, <laughs> the West is where it's interesting, even though it got less interesting with the Lakers going from one of the biggest comebacks in a game. Uh, I think the biggest comeback in a game all season on Sunday against the Mavericks. I watched that whole game. It was great. Uh, however, in the West, so we have the Nuggets as the clear number one seed. Again, I don't give a fuck about the Nuggets during the regular season. Get to the playoffs, and then we can start talking about the Nuggets. Uh, Grizzlies, I don't trust at all. Kings I don't is a good story. I don't trust at all. Here's where it comes down to four, five, six, which are Suns, Warriors, Mavericks, and then it's Clippers. I've seen enough from the Clippers last night. They played against the Warriors in a game I watched all of. And Russell Westbrook, this is shocking because, you know, Russell Westbrook did exactly what Russell Westbrook does and is basically the reason they lost that game. Great trade. Great, great pickup. uh, The entire Warriors defensive strategy was give Russell Westbrook as much space as he wants to shoot the ball and then – this might shock you, Casino. He either turned the ball over or shot the ball and missed. So if your defensive strategy is let this guy shoot on us and put no defenders on him and it works, like I don't know why you're trading for that guy in 2023 NBA, but Clippers are done. I've seen all I need from the Clippers. Lakers are done, uh, which is sad. I'm not a Lakers fan, but – they were an interesting team to watch after the trade deadline and after they got rid of uh, Russell Westbrook. So I really do think East is set those two teams, right? West nuggets are going to get the number one seed, but I really think out of the West, it comes down to Suns, warriors, Mavericks. Steph is back with the warriors lighten up, uh, lighten up teams like he does. And do you, but yeah. here, let me ask you this. Do you think Steph can do what he did last year and just put it all on his back? Uh, two years in a row. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Steph Curry's not back. I mean, he's coming back to a Warriors team that is, I mean, last night it was uh, Jordan Poole who looked like Steph Curry. I mean, some of the shots he was launching. How about off. that? I, I watched the one where it went like out of frame and then landed in. It looked like a Dirk Nowinski shot. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a great, great play he made last night where he saved the ball from going out of bounds. Guy missed the shot, rebounded it, pull runs back into the three-point line. They pass it to him and he shoots it. It goes in and the crowd goes fucking nuts. Great, like, sequence there. I do think uh, I would wor- uh, worry if I had to play the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs because like you were talking about with some of the NHL players and teams, like I'm always scared of teams in the playoffs who have been there, who have that knowledge, who have been in situations where it's like, you know, younger teams might be freaking out like, oh, we're down one, two. But if you're the Warriors, they're like, we've been here before. Who gives a shit? Like, let's go out there and win the game. And then all it takes 
is one team or is one guy like pool last night to just go off, not miss anything. And the warriors have three, four guys who can do that. So I'm scared of the uh, warriors. Uh, Oh, Steph Curry could return Sunday. So Mm. he is coming back. He's not back yet, but yeah, I think the East is locked up. I think the West on the other hand, Really interesting, and I would put money if we're going to do the savings question again. Oh, yeah, I'd I do. put money I know. <laughs> on it either being the Suns, Warriors, or Mavericks, which is crazy because they're four, five, and six, and the Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Kings are above them. Kings, again, great story. I don't trust them. Grizzly, I don't trust them in a playoff series. Nuggets, I don't trust Jokic at all in a playoff series, even though he will most likely win MVP again which is fucking crazy. We've talked but, about that. That's the Aaron Rodgers syndrome. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's all we had today. Casino, both our kids are freaking out. Okay. Can I see that? Yeah. I'm, I'm feeding my kid chicken nuggies and trying, she's trying to not let the dogs steal her chicken nuggies. Yeah. So uh, anything else to add casino or can we get out of here? Oh yes. Wearing the shirt again. <laughs> You need different shirts. You need more shirts, Casino. This is my, I just, anytime it's clean, anytime it's clean, all I wear is this shirt. This is great. It's so comfy. Uh, Well, this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I've been the lady. That's been the tramp. Uh, We, (laughs) and we will see you next week. As the NHL NBA season inch closer and closer to the playoffs, obviously (laughs) NFL combine going on. We didn't get to talk about the XFL. We'll do two weeks of XFL talk next episode. Uh, But yeah, this has been the only sports podcast. I'm slightly dying. Will that's currently dying casino. (laughs) We'll see you next episode. 